I think being able to travel the world without a language barrier should be our first mission when learning a new language. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Language Bro Podcast, where we talk about all things language related. So if you are looking to improve yourself culturally, academically, financially, or just want to travel, then you've come to the right place. We will discuss down-to-earth topics that relate to your struggles as a learner in your everyday life. So let's start your language journey with your favorite language bro. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back to the Language Bro podcast with your host, Mr. Robert. Today, we are on episode three, and today we're talking about functional languages. Uh, But first, I just want to give a little shameless plug. If you guys are currently looking for an English tutor, I am accepting students. I do have my link below. But if you're looking for a language tutor in general, I would suggest the website called italki. Italki is a language tutoring platform to where you can pick any language you're currently studying and you can find a tutor that can help you along your language journey. So if you're interested, check out italki.com. All right, everybody, let's get into today's topic. So today I'm going to talk about functional languages. So let me kind of give you a definition of what I think is a functional language. So when I first started learning languages, I was typing into Google best language to learn for 2021 or best language for business or blah, 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 blah. And this was okay. I mean, it felt like it was a good idea to kind of get an idea of what the best languages to learn were. But one day I was sitting there and I stumbled upon the language power index. And someone actually broke down languages based off of five categories that actually made sense to me as to how relevant languages are and how you can gain some benefit from it. So those actual categories were geography, economy, communication, knowledge and media, and diplomacy. And I sat there and I was like, you know what? This like makes the most sense. Like maybe these languages are like the best ones to learn. And I think they can benefit me in my life. Because when I started learning languages, I wanted to be able to find enough languages that I would not be able to be lost in translation. Like I wanted to travel anywhere and be able to speak a language and be able to not have any problems. So these actual languages were actually really useful because they popped up in a lot of searches But I think with the Power Language Index, it really solidified my reasoning behind this. But I wanted to take my spin of best languages and turn them into functional languages, which I'm going to kind of explain what functional means in my mind. So when I was first learning how to write resumes, kind of get myself out there in the career world, I stumbled upon a resume format called Functional Resume. And it was actually in Microsoft Office. And this actual format is actually really straight to the point. Like it gives you the demographics of who you are, you know, your skill set, your education, and your work experience. That's it. Four categories. Just tells you exactly who you are and that's it. No fluff, no extra stuff. Uh, Which I've actually used this resume format for a very long time and I've actually gotten great results. Uh, So I figured, you know, why can't I take the word functional and put it into how I learn languages? Like, can languages be functional for me? 
And, you know, come to find out, like, yes, a lot of languages can be very functional. And I'm going to explain in these categories and these different topics how languages, specifically these five or six languages, are functional. And you can travel across the world without any issues. So I'm going to kind of go over all these languages. I'm not going to go in any specific order. Just going to kind of give you an overview of these languages and how they can put value in your life. And kind of just make sure you feel better about what you're doing. Because <laughs> I think sometimes when we're learning a language, we get over, overly ambitious and we go, okay, I want to learn the hardest language in the world. Well, you know, come to find out that language may actually be useless. You may never, ever use that language in your lifetime. So these languages actually are rated as difficult languages, but, uh, you know, you're going to reap high value out of these. So I'm going to start off with our very first language, which I think you guessed it, is English. So the English language approximately has 400 million speakers worldwide. In fact, English is recognized as a language in 67 different countries, as well as 27 non-sovereign entities. So English has really made a big standpoint in the global economy, in global world and it's really become a forefront for the necessity for languages, uh, which I think is really cool. I think, you know, most people I've encountered have learned languages, have learned English, and they're like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, English is the way. Uh, but for, for people who already speak English, I wanted to be able to portray those languages as well, because I think a lot of times, you know, we sit there and go, yeah, English is the best way to go, but there are other languages that you can benefit from especially for native speakers, I was able to go, okay, hey, this is what we can do. But overall, if you know English, congratulations. You've reached the pinnacle of a lot of major global success and you'll open up a lot of doorways in the world. So the next language I wanted to talk about was Mandarin Chinese. So when I was learning languages, my uncle, who was an interpreter, he said, hey, you know, if you ever learn a language, you know, Chinese is the best way to go because it's a, has a big economy and it has like a way bigger number of English speakers, uh, which is true. So if you look at the demographics for Mandarin, there are seven countries that speak this language, but there's close to almost a billion speakers. That's just native. That's not including like non-native. So that's a huge number. So when you look at that demographic, you know, that completely overhauls English completely. So it's becoming a very valuable language to learn. So when I'm thinking about what I want to do for my career advancement, I think Spanish and Chinese. Wow, I just gave away one of the languages. Oh, well. Anyways, Chinese is one of the languages that you should really, really follow because it allows you to talk to a bigger economy. Uh, and there's a bigger number of speakers you can communicate with. And there's opportunities. I mean, no matter what, there's going to be language opportunities when you learn Chinese. So I would definitely keep that in mind when trying to choose a language. The next language on the list is French. Uh, so French has always been like a business language for many people. It's also considered one of the most romantic languages in the world. This actual language has about 280 million speakers and is spoken in 24 countries. Uh, 
which I think that's a very big demographic. I think, you know, back in the day when we didn't know much about French, you know, we always thought it was spoken in France, maybe small parts of Europe. But, you know, 24 countries later, you know, you realize that this language is becoming very popular. That's also very popular in Africa. So, you know, we're not only talking about Europe, but we're talking about Africa, which I think is huge. So I think that this is a very important language to learn still, still very relevant. And I think you should pursue it if you're interested in it. Now, the next language, which I've already kind of revealed, was Spanish. So Spanish has roughly 450 million native speakers and 75 million speakers around the world. So I think that this is a very big language to learn, especially because it travels across 20 countries. And it's very popular here in North America. You can kind of go anywhere in North America and speak Spanish and you will find a Spanish speaker. So this is actually a really relevant language because when you think about it, this covers North America, Latin America, and that's a very big portion of the world. So if you know a level of Spanish, you're in the great, great opportunity. So I would really think about that when you're learning Spanish because yes, it may seem easy and it's no problem, but in reality, there's always a high demand for Spanish speakers. So I would take that in consideration when learning Spanish because you will never go wrong with that language. Now, number five on my list is Arabic. Arabic is spoken in 25 countries and has 274 million speakers, which that's still a very big demographic. You know, uh, the entire Middle East speaks Arabic. And I think it's a very powerful language. And in my mind, when I've listened to the language, it's very beautiful to listen to. Uh, and their writing system is really cool. So I would say that there's a lot of opportunities when learning Arabic. You know, I've actually spoken Arabic in my lifetime, in my professional life. And I realized, you know, Arabic was an essential language for me in the long run, especially, you know, where I live, you know, there's a lot of them. So I would say, hey, you know, Arabic is a good way to go. Now, uh, before actually getting into this podcast, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I touched almost every continent except for, like, the European area. And I realized that this needs to be spoken about. But I couldn't pick a specific language. I went with two. So we have German, which has 130 million speakers. And Russian, which has 258 million speakers. Now, both languages are very useful. I mean, I've used both of them frequently in my daily life, and I think they're very relevant and you can earn a lot of money. The one pullback from Russian is a lot of people do not speak English in Russia. So if you can actually speak some Russian, you are actually ahead of the game because you're able to enter an economy and enter a level of job opportunities that many people do not. Like, yeah, like you can go to Germany and speak English. It's no problem. And you know, a little bit German's cool. But, you know, Russia definitely has a big market for people who can speak Russian. So if you're an English speaker and you can speak Russian, you are definitely in the right field. And there's a lot of opportunities that are available in all these languages. I'll break down each language in separate podcasts and show you the pros and cons and the job availability in each one of these languages, which I think is very, very useful. But I wanted to kind of give my spiel on that, kind of explain to you 
what languages are useful and relevant today and how you can use them in your daily life. Because, you know, we sit there and we go, I'm going to learn an exotic language. But, I mean, those languages, yeah, like, are you ever going to use them? Nine times out of ten, not. Like, you'll sit there on a language exchange app and maybe, like, learn a little bit and then that's it. You'll get bored. But if you pick any of these functional languages that I listed, you're going to have a very big plethora of opportunities, not just for language exchange, but for career opportunities and stuff like that. So I would definitely keep that in mind when learning a language because, you know, there's always opportunities out there. You have to just sit there and be patient and sharpen your skills. So guys, this is like my spill on functional languages because these languages are going to be useful anywhere you go and you should run into very little complications when traveling. So I wanted to share that with you. And now it's that portion of the podcast to where I will share a tip. And this tip may seem very obvious to some people, but it may not. But I wanted to talk about an app called HelloTalk. HelloTalk is a language exchange app to where you can meet several million people and interact with them in the language of your choice. So if you are learning a new language or if you are practicing English, this app will connect you with millions of speakers and you'll have a very big opportunity to practice. So if I were you, I would go to the iTunes store or the Google Play store and download HelloTalk. And that is my tip for today. So guys, in the next episode, I will be kind of going over the languages that you can speak in America. I don't think people realize that there is a big opportunity for languages in America. And I'm going to explain the useful languages you can speak based off of the state you live in. So guys, this is uh, episode three of the Language Bro podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Please comment, like, and subscribe and let me know how everything is. And we'll see you at next time's episode. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Language Bro Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Language Bro Podcast.